And good afternoon. <laughs> oh, good morning. I don't even know what time. No, it is. no, we don't know what time of the day it is. <laughs> no, no. How no. are we? Hey, good, thank you. Good to see you. And you, Brady? Look, I'm terrific. I've yep. been to ha- ta- Tasmania. I know. It's beautiful down there. Oh, God. It's yeah. a place I could go and live in. It's just... I know. It's a bit too cold for me. No. No, 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 no. Nice no, to visit. Lots of boats. Lots yeah, I know. Lots of sailing. Yeah, I lots know. Lots of spinnakers. Mm. Lots of fantastic food. Unbelievable food. Uh, but some disappointments too. You know, it's always the way. You're going, you're going back. You should never go back. Just... Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, went down and and uh, caught up with the next door neighbours of the house we used to have who didn't recognise. It's very funny. Really? So Just how long ago did you live down there? Well, we bought the we sold the place eight years ago. Oh, so okay. we, we had it just for a, over a year. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been up to. Mm-hmm. And you? Mm-hmm. Anything exciting? Um, working very hard. Grandbabies and all good. Oh yes, lots of cuddles. You're enjoying the grandparenting thing. Yeah, always. It's a privilege yeah, yeah. to be a grandparent. Yeah, it is. A wonderful oh, time. <laughs> Look at it, really. Grumpy. <laughs> okay, so on the show today. Yes, so on the show today mm-hmm. we have because it's post Anzac Day. Yep. Um, we have Barry Smith, who's the president of the Mornington Peninsula Legacy Club. Right. And he's a legatee himself, mm-hmm. and so that'll be very interesting. Is he going to what, talk about... What he's going to talk it, about Where support. the money goes and support. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And also Dr. Morris, uh, Moira Jung of the Sleep Health Foundation. She's going to be talking to us about our sleep patterns as we get older. Do you think your <laughs> sleep patterns have changed? Mine? Uh, uh, my, I don't do much of it, actually. Yes, it has changed, but I think it's probably more controlled... Um, by the need to have a pee, for want of a better description. Oh, okay, so, right. So I think that's more of the thing that's changed my sleep pattern. I'm glad I asked. Yeah, well, you know, it's 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 a it's a thing that happens when you get older. I know that, you know, Brody. You, you get that, that <laughs> but I'm not going tap, into detail. Tap on your shoulder, the mental tap. Because you better get up, or you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> you go. Oh, what time is it? You look at the clock and you stagger off and do it. Okay. Well, these, you know, they 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 are things that affect. Us as we get old, and, and it's annoying to say the yes, least. Yes, it is annoying. When you start mm. to, when bits start not working properly and falling off and <laughs> what have you. Oh, Makes I'm, you want to be an android. <laughs> that being said, of yes. course, it comes to the moment of truth where we have to do this. So <laughs> welcome Stuart Shaw from the Baxter Village and Peter Nilsson from Hi, the Paul. Village Glen. Welcome, guys. Good morning. Good morning. How are we? What sort of show is Interesting introduction. Yeah. Are you going to share your personals with us? No, I'm not. I've got to say. So you don't... I sympathise with the plight. Well, I'm glad you do. I'm glad you do. It's it's annoying. It's when the... So you don't suffer from this. Oh, look, I think we would all suffer from it. Right. No, not that one would go about um, boasting or otherwise. <laughs> no, no, it's not boasting. It's, but it's uh, it. Look, if we were going to have a serious discussion about this, someone would say it. You shouldn't do this. You need to have separate rooms because you spoil that person's uh, night sleep, and suddenly you have a whole medical, you know, debate. Mm. I would rather have a discussion in my. Half past three for me is the witching hour. I seem to wake, as does my wife, every night about then. Well, that's because you wonder why on earth we're doing that. Not for your reason. Because no. your liver is uh, doing what it needs to do at that time. The liver. The liver. Really? So if you've had a few too many drinks. But I haven't. No, I didn't say you did. 
did. That's just a rumor. <laughs> you see that debate? <laughs> our liver starts its oh. detoxing out. Because I was going to say, what a great introduction to a topic because I'm thinking when I talk to my colleagues, my friends of, of my age, mm-hmm. and I'm in my late 60s, I'm thinking... They're all doing it. So why is that? Is mm. it we need less sleep, or is there another reason? It's the liver. Our liver is doing what it wow. does. And I must admit that I'm with you. I have one of my calls at that time, and it invariably, invariably, it's three thirty-three. Oh no, I don't believe it's that. true. No, no, invariably, I can. Well, look I call at it, it the witching hour because it's, it's three more often than not. Well, at least it's not six sixty-six. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you think about say, it, that's a second call. it can't be six. No, I know that. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it is perfectly true that, you know, certainly I would wait between 3 uh, and and 3.30. Yep. And, you know, and, it's, and I would say that I am a poor sleeper uh, because, you know, I now take for granted that this is what's going to happen. And so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. Mm. Yeah. But it I, doesn't I, matter. I, if I go to bed at nine or eleven, it doesn't yes. matter. No, that's yep. right. It's it doesn't. still three, three thirty. Yeah. yeah. Which, so, Paul, tell us more about the liver. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you coat it with, um, with yes, the, yeah, lamb's fry. Egg, you should uh, never eat that. You should never eat lamb's fry. Oh gosh, who would do that? Oh, I love it. Oh, next you'll be telling me about tripe. No. Oh, oh no, 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 don't go down that oh. track. Steak and kidney pie. Oh yes. no way. Ba- brains. brains. Oh never. Yes, you've, got all, you've got all the, uh, awful. the awful. Oh yes. no, <laughs> positively it's, awful. No, no, no. no. <laughs> now, anyway, today, yes, yes. As, we, as the time ticks by, mm. um, well, you've got a new premises. You've got a new space. Hey, is that is that working for you? Is that sort of you settling in? Of the so so we took over the Rosebud Retirement Village in Bayview Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, numbers that I don't remember. Two eighty five or so, so somewhere down Bayview Road. That is cheap. And how uh, many re- how many residents? So we have one hundred and five units. Really, we do. And I suppose I actually haven't done a body count. <laughs> They're dying that quickly. Body count. That's a figure of speech. <laughs> That, uh, you know, we've, we would probably have currently 80 to 90 residents. Okay. And uh, they are a delightful group of people. So there's no waiting at that space? Well, there, there, there is no waiting uh, at, at Rosebud uh, at this point. So it's really interesting. So it was formally built by the ARC group, Australian Retirement Communities, back in 1980. In the early 80s, yeah. They're, they're oh. thereabouts. Yeah. So it's been, the village has been around for a long period of time. So do you do a refurb when you go in, when you purchase a new property like that? Well, this is our first ever purchase. Okay. Uh, aside from Village Baxter. Mm-hmm. So th- this is something different for us. And I lightly touched upon the topic, oh, when, when this was an Im- imminent possibility yes. for mm-hmm. us. And what we, what drew us to buy the village was that it provides lo- fairly low-cost retirement housing. So a unit price is going to be 200000 uh, or 300000 depending if it's a one-bedroom or mm-hmm. a two-bedroom unit. And we like the fact that the 200000 unit is going to be pitched so that it attracts rent assistance mm-hmm. uh, for people to make that more affordable. 
and the 300000 for a two-bedroom unit is just excellent value mm-hmm. uh, for, to live in Rosebud at that sort of price. Mm-hmm. Stuart, you need to expand on what you just said because I'm thinking most people wouldn't understand how rent assistance applies when you buy a unit. In our space, the government see the monthly service fee as rent and that's why rent assistance is important. Correct. Yeah. So, so they're, mm. you know, they're important criteria to help people of, you know, just average modest means uh, to go, buy into a lifestyle uh, and, uh, and a retirement community, which uh, will see them for the rest of their days, mm-hmm. uh, basically. Is it, is it on the seafront or anything like that? Is it? Oh, uh, look, you would have to be extremely tall. I think Bayview Road is in name only. I, is it I, near I, the village, Glen? Not far. Not far. Okay. Yeah, not you know, far. when you come to the end of the freeway, it's just on mm. the left there, when the freeway finishes in Rosebank, yeah. you turn left to go to Stewart's new village, you turn yeah. right to go to the village, Glen. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm. Well, so, Peter is uh, a lot closer. Village Glen is a lot closer to the beach than certainly uh, the Rosebud village is. Mm-hmm. And it's a much smaller village. So it, it's the mm. sort of village... So we took our senior staff down there uh, on uh, last Monday so they could have a look to see just what uh, we've been working on over the last uh, three months or so. And the village is certainly not grand and deluxe. It Mm. is a good traditional family sort of village. Mm. But uh, you know, it's not the Marigold Hotel. It, it is no, certainly no, not the no. Marigold Hotel. Okay. It's the steak and three veggies. It, it is, and it nothing feels, wrong with that. No, yeah. nothing at all. It feels good. You know, when you walk in, it feels comfortable. Mm. As so if you know, I've known this village cozy. for a long time. They weren't standing there with pitchforks or saying no. No, they, no. no the what? pitchforks were not out. So that was that was a good point. Yes, good start uh, in there, and we've learnt over the. Uh, the last couple of weeks, that the residents are really taken with their village. Mm. You know, it's home. Mm. Yep. It, it's and for for some of them, uh, it's been home for over twenty years. Wow! wow. So you know that they mm. have enjoyed longevity in in that particular village and seen a transition mm. from ARC to Stocklands and then to us. Mm. And I, I personally think that the village backs are, are to be congratulated because their mission clearly is to provide affordable housing for our older people mm. and they're certainly doing that. So at those prices, you know, that's excellent value. Well, coming yeah. back to that rent mm. assistance, so it's got nothing to do with rent actually at all. It's... It's service supply. It, it It's service supply, but... Uh, certainly at, at 200,000. So, you know, if you look at the equation for villages making money so it can regenerate itself, yep. you know, you are talking about a, a, a lower margin at that level. And so it, there is an element of rent and accommodation in there. I mean, as a separate topic, we, we will provide um, a certain number of just pure rental units up at the village Baxter. Right. Uh, and whether we extend that to Rosebud is yet to be determined. You know, this is early days where we are undertaking refurbishment of a number of units, mm-hmm. not to fundamentally change what's there, but just to, to modernise the interior, mm-hmm. uh, looking at a few things on the outside around the village. Yep. Uh, we have a, a, it's called a lake, 
it might be called a pond, depending on your perspective as to <laughs> where those delineations fit. Mm-hmm. But it a billabong, know, a billabong oh, would good that, that would yes. be a very good phrase. And you've got a shop. Well, there is a shop at the end of a village, and I, I wish I'd know know the name of it because we've had a uh, a meal there, and they do just fantastic burgers, fantastic chips, oh. and uh, and as a real and it's a great little business mm-hmm. uh, down there. So congratulations to the people who bought that. So that was originally part of the village, but probably some six or seven years ago, it was sold off as a separate entity. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, look, we, we wouldn't mind having it back, actually. It's, mm. uh, but, you know, the, the, uh, the guys that are currently running it are very personable. And so will you put in your own staff, Stuart? No, we've taken over the staff oh, that okay. are down there. So yeah. there's, you know, it's a small village. We have a manager, Deb, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, hi to Deb. Peter knows Deb from uh, the Andrew Kerr Centre. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Deb came down and is, is our, our village manager. Eric, who uh, is our prime maintenance supervisor, he is the, the guy Friday mm. and Monday through Thursday as well. Mm. He, he would do anything for anybody and is just one of those people who like to get out and be involved in a community and mm. do just the best job that that he can possibly do. We have two nurses, so Trish and Di. Uh, they they work, uh, they share the, the shifts during the week and work Monday to, oh, Monday to Friday, obviously, and only work daylight hours. And after that, we have a nurse call system mm-hmm. that's monitored 24-7 uh, by registered nurses um, called INS, which we'd not heard of a system before, but seems a very impressive service. Uh, we have another part-time handyman gardener, uh, Jim. He does one day and occasionally two days a week, and we've just employed a- another person of Troy, who uh, is actually known to us. He's the uh, the, uh, the partner of one of my staff, uh, their, their daughter, whom mm-hmm. we've known forever. Mm. So it, it's continuing on in that sort of family style. Well, I would just like to put, put at this point... Would you I that? No, no, I'd just like to say... Huge congratulations to you for I would never be in a big fit be able to roll those names off well, after just being there a couple of weeks. I was blessed that there were so few. It's <laughs> astounding the fact you. that you can you, you know that already know who your team are and most yeah. of them were were grown there. So to yeah, speak. but they are all local people. Well done, you. Uh, our, our manager uh, lives about three hundred metres from the village. And and that's that's what you tend to find in that sort of village. It is a community that have kind of grown up together mm. uh, or come back together. Mm. Would you um, find in a place like that, because it's been there such a long time, that the people that come there are almost the con- are connected to the people who were there? Oh, that, that, that's a truism for most villages. Right. So eventually, if you end up, yeah. so if you end up with a core of people that are a certain sort of people, yeah, they like certain things. Is that they get other people that sort of end up we fit the mould. We we had the discussion at last Friday's first ever uh, resident committee meeting with uh, with ourselves, with me specifically, and we agreed that residents sell the village. Mm. You know, they're course, the ones who yes. are responsible for getting their friends, their colleagues, their neighbours or former neighbours in and involved. 
and it's how you engage with that group of people. So you're not so much selling a product. You are sharing in a lifestyle with your people who you are familiar with. Mm. You, Village Glenwood. Exactly the same. The bulk of our sales are by referrals. Mm. Yes. Mm. We, still advertise, we all advertise, but a lot of our sales come from referrals. I, I call people who move into the village who see an ad the trailblazers of their community because you find within a year or so two or three of their yeah. friends say, how good is this? Why didn't we do yeah. this? And, and that's uh, how it works. Mm. It is. It's, it's a very simple process mm. and... You know, that, that's the one that we have always followed. You know, from, from our experience at Frankston, you know, we would rarely spend, if we spend $25,000 on advertising in a year, well, that's, that's a surprising year. Now, that, that's, not everyone can do that, but it's our reputation and our spread mm. over time, mm. uh, and with our population, that draws people into us. Mm. Uh, certainly for, for Rosebud, we will put uh, an ad in the local paper just advising uh, the community that uh, we've taken over the village and, um, and, and we're keen to, to see people come along and, and share in the joys of Rosebud. Well, clearly you have found an expansion opportunity from a business perspective. You found it. It is synergistic with your business model. It is there. It is. It's. Am I, did I say something funny? No, no, no. It was, it Peter's was, pulling faces at him. But, but Peter's <laughs> pulling faces. That, that's a, a true statement. But Peter actually um, suggested that we might be interested in having a look at the village. So oh, I see. Mm. I see. It was uh, oh, okay. Which then raises the question because I'm going to switch this now back to you. Is that the last time that we spoke about your expansion plans? Mm. They were on hold because there was still. Some industry work that needs to be clarif- needed to be clarified before you embark. That's to do with the residential aged care side, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming that's still in abeyance. Actually, we got our planning permit yesterday. Oh, congratulations. Thank so, you. Great yeah. news. Yes, so that's after a, two and a half years. Right. My goodness. So well, that, that's, 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 um, that's not... Unusual for two and a half. Oh my God. It's ridiculous. But there you are. There are so many people, not people. There are so many organisations who now get invited to complain and and, really? and contest, aren't they, Stuart? It, it is an interesting yeah. scenario for anyone looking to do something that's out of the ordinary mm. in a particular community. You know, mm. it's never been here before. We don't need it. Why are we doing it now? Mm. Because everyone now feels that they have a right to impact upon your business. But what a limited well, view that is. Yeah. You know? It's a NIMBY, not in my yeah. backyard. Yeah. People. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and tell the story about the particular parcel of land, that it was vacant. It has been vacant. It's never had a building on it, ever. It's been vacant for a long time. It's in Baxter. It's a, for our use, it's, a, in my view, a very good site, very well located. Um, there were some issues with regards of drainage, um, which I won't go into, but they were very difficult to solve um, for all sorts of silly that's, reasons. That's that three reasons. o'clock scenario again coming up. <laughs> What's that? Drainage. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that sort of drainage. <laughs> Yeah, so we we had a lot of people. Um, oh, the the advertising, the process of getting a planning permit mm. for anything mm. of significance mm. is becoming harder. I, uh, the, I think some years ago the federal government said they were having this 
get rid of red tape scenario. No, that never that hasn't that happened. Never arrived. It hasn't happened. I mean, there are lots of things that we need to do as a country to progress caring for our older people, etc. And everyone says, yes, we need to do it. And yes, there's a shortage. And yes, isn't it great what we're doing? But do it somewhere else. Don't do mm-hmm. it here. And that's the problem. Go and open a gulag somewhere. Yeah. And anyway, we've got our permits, so we're that's, thrilled. That's terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so that's when do you reckon you'll start turning soil? Oh, that's uh, going to be the Well, the next one. issue clearly mm. is getting licensed beds. And that's, that'll be our next issue. Yep. Um, so you wouldn't start building without the beds? No. Okay. Well, and the reason for that is we're, we're about to open Mornington, so we've got to put that to bed first. So we've got a bit on our plate. Um, if we didn't have Mornington, maybe we would, but certainly at the moment we, our funds are committed to getting Mornington up and running. So do you scout out looking... Are you always looking for opportunities to build That's new one of my roles within yeah. the establishment, yes. Okay. I suppose you have to if you've got yeah. a two-and-a-half-year yeah. waiting list in mm. order to try. Yeah, yeah. And I don't... Can you... Well, this is probably might be in confidence, but can you buy the land subject to? Yeah, and we did. Oh, okay. So yeah. they had to wait for their two and a half. Correct. Years. Right. Yeah. Okay. So mm. yeah. and that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> to keep them on the same page. Yeah. And but does anyone did. ever explain why two and a half years? Like, what's the holdup? Does you know? Does the twenty pet five thousand people have to stamp their stamp on it or? Well, the, the council and their wisdom have involved some city-based architects who worry about streetscaping and how it's oh. going to fit into the local community. Um, and clearly they have a different view of the world than we have, mm. and uh, the council listened to them. Well, and the, 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 when I spoke to the council, mm. they came and gave a, a, a preaching lesson to us about streetscaping, and I have never heard such a load of absolute piffle in all my life. Mm. And the trouble is, is that you end up with villages that are being built around by the race course that look identical, which is so artificial mm. because nothing ever looks identical and shouldn't. Mm. It should be, it, it, in order for it to work, nature needs variety and change and different form. Mm. It has to. Mm. There, is no, there should be nothing other than, no straight lines or anything. Mm. If, if you really want to have something that is going to work in, a, in, a, in, a, in an architectural sense, but they're not. They just rubber stamp, they just stamp them out. Mm. Just, and that, that just doesn't work. Coronation I'm waiting for the day where, where a local council appoints an officer whose job is to fast track things rather than slow yes. them up. Yeah, oh, that's well, what we need. Yeah. Yeah. That'll probably add six months to the process. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll, give yeah. my, I'll give you my opinion very quickly. Yeah. Their opinion is going to take a long time. <laughs> well, anyway, so there's um, there are some issues where we, as an industry in the uh, aged care space, are optimistic that next budget, the federal budget, is going to address some of our issues, aren't we? So certainly, the leaks that seem to be coming out yeah. uh, is that the next Commonwealth budget, so next week, because there's to have a, an election. Yeah. Well, over the last twelve money. months, there's two billion dollars being pulled out of aged care, pulled out. Yep. And the government, uh, I, I see in the paper just recently, there, the treasurer was praising the fact that they've turned the the deficit around, and we know where the money's coming mm-hmm. from. And now they're going to spend $2 billion, which they've just pulled out. It, it will be interesting, as both state government and Commonwealth uh, government seem to be throwing money yeah. left, right and centre, yeah. and you, mm. you know, clearly there's an election in the wind. Certainly and, is. And, um, yeah, it's just... 
It's you know, bizarre. I, that's what it is. It's absolutely you, you, bizarre. You've got to struggle with the logic of well, some of these no cycles. <laughs> that, um, yeah. you know, presumably Treasury mm. has the biggest and brightest brains for... Mm-hmm for handling the, the country's finances. <laughs> yeah, right. And yet, how can you be so far wrong on your budget forecast mm-hmm. from three months ago? Well, you can be. And now say, that, you, you know... You can be because no one takes accountability. No one's accountable for it. Well, you either way, wrong as you ladies like. and gentlemen, either way, we're going to have to have that discussion at a late, later date. But anyway, congratulations, Village Baxter, for yes, taking on board Rosebud. And congratulations to you for uh, getting your p- work permit. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well done. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, 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 Thanks Paul. Paul. See we'll you next week. See you, uh, yeah, next week. Take care now. Bye. 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 And welcome back to The Age Stage. My name is Paula Dunn. I'm here today with Brody Guzay. And Brody, we have a very interesting guest with us at the moment. Yes, not on the phone this no, one. No, live no. in the studio. Made the effort. Terrific. And we welcome Barry Smith, who is past president of the Mornington Peninsula Legacy Club. Welcome, thank, Barry. Thank you very much. A very worthwhile and a very long-standing organisation. That's right. Barry, mm-hmm. Almost 100 years now. Yeah, is it really? Wow. Yep, yep. Gosh. And, Barry, you're a legatee. That's correct. Yes. Which yes. means what? Yes. Uh, a volunteer to um, assist... Uh, war widows and their families um, with any of their needs and, and that sort of uh, whatever they want. I'm sorry, I'm losing words already. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, well, uh, my wife's mother, she was a recipient uh, of support um, uh, from Legacy. Uh, and I, and I gather there was something that, that was the other day that if you can prove that your grandfather was in the war or something, you could get a different sort of loan. Oh, really? Yeah, so it came out of the woodwork that was very strange. Mm. We won't go there, but it's, yeah. but what it does show is that, is that from the first to the second world war, uh, on the, all the, for the returned soldiers is that it, it was very much part of our psyche mm. to care and share and look after the families mm-hmm. that's right mm. i think we did ourselves a huge disservice with um vietnam don't know whether i'm not saying legacy did but i think as a nation i think we turned our back on our soldiers we did and i uh, i think that's uh, caused us when we we need to own up to that shame it it, it, it wasn't a good thing uh, and today, I think we continue now that, that we recognise with uh, their their uh, their gifts and things working in in, in uh, war torn places like Afghanistan and so on that that's returning. Mm-hmm. But in, and because you, clearly your core families are now all but gone. Oh no, not all but gone. But there, there are probably sixty-six thousand war widows around Australia being Still. being wow. cared for by Legacy, mm. and that's not all of the widows. That's the ones who have registered with Legacy. Right, but they're not Second World War widows. No, no, no. no, no. no. That's no. what I, that's what I mean. There, although um, the boys came back and married a lot of younger ladies, so there are not, well, there are not so many mm. World War Two. Uh, veterans no. are still living. There are World War II widows still yep. with us, mm-hmm. um, quite a number. Mm. At Mornington Legacy, for example, we have 11 widows who are 100 years old or more. Really? Oh. Wow. Well, you look after them too well. Yeah. Too. <laughs> yeah. we, um, 
It is an ageing cohort. Mm. Uh, mm. We have about 1,200 ladies registered with the Mornington Peninsula Legacy. And of that 1,200, the majority of them are over 85. Really? Many of them in their 90s. Wow. So and does that cover, like, um, the Afghanistan war and... Well, you know, yeah, that's where I was going to yeah, say. So, yeah. Um, the the recent wars, the Korea, Vietnam, mm-hmm. and now the conflicts in Afghanistan and Iraq, the the widows there are not located on the peninsula so much. Mm-hmm. They, they, they are more army-related people, and they are either in New South Wales with the Sydney army camps or up in Queensland with Townsville, etc. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, yes, where the... With yeah. the armoured regiment... Uh, yeah. uh, Infantry regiments are based on that yes. sort of thing. So, yeah. um, so just talking about Mornington Peninsula, we have an older cohort of widows. Yeah. yeah. And so tell us, Barry, what do you actually do at the Mornington branch? What- there, isn't, there isn't a great deal of serious things left for us to do. The, mm-hmm. um, after the First World War, after the Second World War, there were many children mm. um, who required assistance, family, mothers who needed assistance and those... And uh, they've all, as we just said, grown and are now reasonably comfortable. So we focus to a great degree on preventing them from becoming isolated in their nursing homes or their own homes. Yes. Many of them are still independent, mm. but without Legacy's help, they won't get out and see their friends and, and mix and socialise and that sort of stuff. So mm-hmm. we have a big focus on, on social activities to, to get the ladies around uh, monthly meetings we divide our area up into six regional groups mm-hmm. from Chelsea down to Sorrento and across mm-hmm. to Hastings. All of those groups will have monthly meetings with a lunch, uh, often with a guest speaker or even trivia quizzes, um, mm. which become quite interesting to see. They're very competitive. <laughs> um, we get the ladies out for movies. Um, we combine the six groups and get them all together for uh, Cup Day lunches, St. Patrick's Day. Mm. Um, we take them on trips to places like the Shrine. It was quite surprising that although they're from a military background in their family, many of them never been to the Shrine. Mm. So it's quite yes. quite interesting to see their reactions. Mm. There. And uh, it's quite a popular place to go. We go down yes. to Phillip Island, uh, the Moon uh, Sanctuary, uh, the botanical gardens at Cranbourne. Yeah. Anywhere to get them together and get them out mm. and socialising. Well, if so, you have, if you, yeah, if, you sorry, if you ever want to get one of your groups that would like to hear something about radio, then please let us know because we'd happy to, ha- mm. happy to come and talk and Thank you very talk much. about mm. the oh, about radio and yeah. you know what, because, especially in, in the new era of things like you know smartphones and all that sort of stuff. They're the ones that still have got their ears glued to the tranny as they go to sleep <laughs> at night. <Yeah. laughs> and so, Barry, you talk about the ladies, but are there many men who who are widow, widow, widowers? Widowers, yeah. Uh, who's about half a dozen in, in, our, yeah. in our group. Because yeah. we don't seem to hear about them much. Uh, well, Many of them are ex-servicemen themselves, mm. and the and the division that we make quite clear is that ex-servicemen are looked after by the RSL. RSL yeah. Their families are the responsibility of legacy. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, but there are some. Um, we have some lovely ladies who who've served in the in the armed forces yes. and have some wonderful stories that keep me entertained. And one of the. Uh, the things that I get out of being a member of Legacy is listening to the stories. Yes. And um, they're 
if they are, if they pass away and their husbands were not serving members, then mm. they become part of the legacy network. Mm. Well, uh, if I can, for what it's worth, uh, if I can put a shout out through legacy to potentially consider this option, and that is to consider getting their voices and their stories down on on in on CD, mm. so captured in audio, so that's digitised forever. That's because once that whole intellectual base is gone, all those memories, all that time and place, they're not going to come back. Yes. And they are the keeper of the keys, and we need to get the, the, the microphones out there, and we need to be able to have the conversations and listen to their recalls of their tales, because once they've gone, mm. they've gone. A friend of mine has been doing it for a long time now with uh, Tamora for flyers, for things, and and literally the, the stuff that he has got is pure historical Australian gold and and most of them now have gone. So, mm. you know, it, it's been, uh, and that was supported by one family who funded that, and uh, that that was extraordinary. And we, we must get that done. We have to. So if Legacy have got nothing, I know you've got plenty to do, <laughs> but if you want, if you've got something that wants to, you know, get volunteers out there to put a microphone down in front of them, get those stories recorded. Mm. And we would be involved in that in, in a serious way. We would help in that. Yes, Brody. I'm, mm. I'm sure your listeners can hear me nodding vigorously. <laughs> yeah. Um, it is. We we always encourage them to get their stories mm. along, and their families too. We notice mm. um, their siblings and those are trying to get those stories done. Mm. But um, your assistance may well be a, a, an impetus for some of mm. them to, to actually sit down and say, "Well, I don't have too long. I might just start." Mm. Well, it, often, of course, people say, well, you need to write your family history, and that's seriously hard work. Mm -hmm. yeah. But when you've got a running sheet that says, you know, when did you do this and you yes. know, what happened then, and they yes. just go back and just yes. chatter away at that, then you've got it. It's down. Mm. That's all you're worried about. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be publishable. And I think people want to know. They, they, people are genuinely they interested. In, you know, Absolutely. I, like I went to the dawn service here at Mornington. Uh, on Anzac Day last week, and I was astounded how many people were there. Oh yes, you know, of yes. all ages, tiny little children. Yes, which was great to see. And yeah. and you sit with a with a lady, uh, an older lady, and you don't know. Yeah. That in 1943, yes. the army said to her, "You go and live in that tent over there in the Treasury Gardens mm. because mm. the Yanks won't live there." Mm. <laughs> and the poor ladies were all on stretchers. And the toilets and showers were the public toilets up the hill from where they were. Goodness. You would never no. guess no. to see them today. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, now, uh, support. How do we support Legacy? Oh, our annual yep. Legacy Week is the first week in September every year. Uh, That's which, Poppy Day. No, no. No, is that? no, no. Legacy no. Week. Poppy's November. November. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, yep. yes, yes. Yep. No, first week in September is Legacy Week. Yep. Um, we, we will be in all the shopping centres, mostly with uniform chaps from HMS Cerberus mm -hmm. um, and on the railway stations, that sort of thing. So um, any sort of donation is welcome at that time. Mm -hmm. Or you can go onto a website and make a oh, donation there. Yes, you can go onto the legacy.com.au mm -hmm. um, and, and uh, any uh, donations from all around Australia will go to that website. That picks up the postcode and mm -hmm. then... If you've donated from Mornington, then the money comes to the And I wouldn't normally time. say this Fantastic. because it's a nerve, you know, it can strike us nerve, but think of legacy from a legacy will perspective for those of you senior mm. out there. 
that when it comes to your turn, if there's a little bit left in the kitty towards legacy, put that in your will because it would go a long way to helping other people that have been helped like you have, one assume, been helped. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, it's well done. It's a, it's a great pleasure. Uh, thank you very much, Barry. It's a, a joy to have you in. We will have again, uh, and let's talk about anything that we can do to talk to these people, start to get those uh, memories recorded, oh, good. Mm. and uh, and play our part in, in with legacy to be able to capture that part of Australia history before it's all too late. Good idea. Thanks thank for you. coming in, Barry. Thank you. Take care. And welcome back to the Ainge stage. Brady, so at one of our... Um, yes, sadly, we, uh, yes. we we ring Dr. Moira Jung, uh, who is from the Sleep Health Foundation, mm. uh, and uh, we tried a couple of times, but it didn't connect. So that might have been our fault. It might have been she was on the phone. It might have been that she wasn't there. She might have said, we will have to see if we can get her on again for another week. Yes, we will. Because sleep is a really interesting topic, isn't it? Look, it, it, it actually is. And going right though back to the start of the show when I said that, you know, at our age, uh, particularly men, um, have to get up and have a wee, um, and that it does disturb your night. Mm. Uh, it does um, invariably disturb your partner too. Um, the uh, uh, and if you have to do it s- several times during the night, uh, then I'm, I'm I'm sure it can be lead easily to the possibility where people have you know end up sleeping in different rooms and all the rest of it. Mm. But I think one of the things that uh, is without doubt, is absolutely without doubt, one of the core aspects of people uh, having difficulty with sleep has got to be snoring. Yes, I would think so. It just yes. has to be. Yeah. And, and, of course, everyone says, no, I don't snore. Mm. And, of course, everyone does snore. Yes. Or they purr or they glop or they gurgle or they <laughs> make some sort of... Well, that's actually something that's been... Uh, another unfortunate thing that's been happening t- is to me is that is is that I've noticed recently that there can be times when when I do uh, have a small discharge from the mouth because I, I don't know why but it might be open or whatever, mm. um, and you wake up and you go oh Lord you know <laughs> and, and it's it's just it's that process of 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 age and you think you well you know it's not only age Brody I know you know. Um, younger ones who you know he's invariably he snores and you know if she can't get to sleep before he does she can't sleep so you know someone's got to go on the couch well we we know one thing uh, clearly that there are things that affect we do sleep yes uh and when you eat what you eat mm-hmm. uh how alcohol. you eat alcohol absolutely mm. uh the all of those factors have problem not necessarily problems but they they have a knock-on effect when it comes to Mm -hmm. your sleep pattern Mm -hmm. a television in the bedroom is the worst thing you can do now is it really yes it is and well now people of course have got their phones that they put on um a charge because i'm guilty of that Mm. 
uh, I, I must admit that for one of the reasons is that when I look at when I wake up and I haven't got my glasses on, it's the only number that I can see because mm. it's nice and big compared mm-hmm. to the, the the thing on the sideboard. Mm. So we we end up in and and then you go, I'll oh, just take it into the loo and you sit there. And you say, oh, no, I'm gonna I haven't got an email from or. Mm. And then, of course, your mind is ticking over. That's right. We we never let it rest. Now, in your counselling, mm. do you find, uh, with couple counselling, for mm-hmm. example, that these sorts of issues are hurting relationships? Phones, definitely. Oh, Absolutely. Phones, do Phones, definitely. Yes. Really? Uh, uh, there is an actual addiction to uh, the phone, like, and, and that's predominantly female. Right. Uh, they cannot put the phone down. They're constantly checking it, which means that, you know, if they're involved in a conversation, they're not present. Yes. Because they're constantly thinking, what's on? You know, who have I got to... Yes. You know, we are way too contactable. Yes. You know. But that's got nothing to do with sleep. No, no. Well, but it, it, well it can do because if you wake up and you go... I'm just going to check my emails yeah, or you know, yes. whatever. Yes, or a couple may be in bed and, you know, and they're each looking at their phones just before they go to sleep. Yes. So the mind is activated. That is the issue I wanted to mm. get to, whether it's television, whether it's your iPad. Yes. Or... Yeah. Now, I usually go to bed listening uh, to, a, 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 not a bedtime story, but I listen to audio books. Mm. And I usually set them for five minutes, and mm. I very rarely hear out the five minutes. Mm. But I find I find that the voice, um, if it's a spoken voice, mm-hmm. as as opposed to being acted like a play, mm. uh, I find that that will just just sends me to sleep. Mm. It doesn't matter what sort of state I'm in. Look, everyone's different. Mm. Some people, I mean, I, I'll go to bed and read, always read, yes. read a book, but I'll read, I have to stop myself sometimes. I'll read an hour and a half. But then that's read. the same. That's, you've got the stimulation. You are applying a stimulant to your brain. Yeah, but it doesn't have a blue light. Well, it doesn't matter. It's yeah, still, the, no, because you, in fact, in, perhaps you could argue that because you don't have anything, uh, uh, when you're looking at a blue screen or mm. when you're looking at it, mm. you don't have to have an imagination. You're just there. You can zone out. But when you're reading, the imagination part of it is empirical to the process. Otherwise, it's just stuff. And it isn't stuff because that's why you're enjoying the mm. book. Um, so th- 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 there could be, um, I'm not saying this because from a medical point of view because I, it, I wouldn't know a medical, from a medical mm. point of view, but I would get the fact that it would still be a stimulant. Uh, and in, in any case, what well, doesn't matter what you do, there's a, it becomes a barrier to your love life. It becomes a barrier to, uh, uh, that peaceful, quiet relaxation before you slip into slumberland. Mm. And if you say, well, you know, you're going to, you're going to put that book down so we can, we can, we can, you know, no, she says, oh, I'm going to keep reading. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for that. Or, you know, but it's the same. You know, it, it becomes a barrier. It does. To, yeah. to relationships. Mm. And we didn't have those before. No, no. Um, and it's a choice as to whether you have them now as well. I wouldn't have a television in my room if you paid me. I would not. Never have had. Well, in fact, I only have one television in the whole house. The only time that I've had television in my bedroom is when I'm in a hotel room. Yes, same. 
and, and I, I will instantly add out to the fact that I will use that as my uh, soporific activity mm. just to send me to sleep. Mm. Uh, but then, of course, you know, if you bought a movie or something, you're trying, desperately trying to watch it to so see it through to the bitter end. Mm. Um, but nonetheless, the, the we had um, uh, with our friends with with care who were talking about bed hire recently, mm. and they were saying that if you get the bed angle, if you have an adjustable bed, that you raise the the head part of the bed so that it is higher, mm. particularly so that it's higher than the the, the chest, mm-hmm. then that can have a big effect upon your ability to, or your, your snoring, mm. um, because it opens the airways. The, uh, difficulty, and I, I have made, I, I don't have that bed, but I found that instead of snuggling down into the bed, I pull myself up and get closer to the headboard, with, which means that I'm actually raised higher. Mm. Uh, and I, I think that has actually made a difference. Mm-hmm. I think it, I think it, because the moment you get snuggled down and you get, your head is lower than the, than your chest, then I think that can be a difficult. Mm. So, but then there's lots of other things to sleep. It's not just snoring. I, I, I don't have a phobia about sleep, but I, I'm starting to be in a position where I really don't look forward to sleeping because my mind is so active and I have so many dreams that I really don't want to go there. Mm. And that's a shame when you well, don't want to sleep. I, I think, you know, a lot of people think that, that we should sleep X amount of hours and, mm. and I don't think that's the case. I think we, you know, you, your body will di- dictate what you need. A lot of people our age have, you know, sleeps through the day. Um, if I was to do that, I'd, gosh, I think I'd be awake all night, mm. you know, if I had an hour sleep or a half hour sleep during the day. Uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I could have a granny nap these days, mm. a nana nap, uh, if, and, uh, the, and I could be sitting at the computer and I could feel myself, you know, if I'm mm. working out, and I really have to get up and, and stretch and move and otherwise I, you know, start to feel uncomfortable. But, um, uh, the, 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 not the fear of going to sleep, but the unhappy knowledge that you're going to sleep. What, what's unhappy about it? The, the, the dreams that I have. The dreams. And the dreaming, and it's so powerful and it's so intense. So have you ever tried, instead of your book that you listen to, have you ever tried going to sleep with some sort of like meditation music? Yep, I've tried that too. I've tried, uh, absolutely, uh, I've, I've tried that. Uh, uh, to, to see whether it makes any difference. And it doesn't. Have no, you had no. a sleep study done? No. You can do that at Frankston Private Hospital. You can do it at, at most of the public hospitals. Mm. You can have a sleep. So you go in, you stay overnight, they hook you up to all sorts of um, brain activity wear and, um, you know, discover what your sleep patterns are. Mm. Well, I might explore that because, as I say, at the moment it gets to a point where you go... Oh dear, here we go. I'm going to have to go and have a kip, and then you go. I really don't need to do that anymore. Mm. 
Well, it's sort of unfortunately. I'm sorry that we missed out with Dr. Moira, yes, but we'll have to catch but we'll her get, Yeah, date. we'll get her back and, and have a nice chat with her about But it was uh, good to... Now, we should we should say that we are working on some fairly interesting changes we to this program. We are. Exciting things are going to be happening with we, the age stage. We hope so. We hope yes. so. It's still early days, but uh, we are looking Watch to, this space. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. let's just say... We may not be studio bound. We may not be. We they might be. let us loose. <laughs> yes. We may be able to come out into your village near you. 